And today it's really all about connecting with a group of people. Some people have never met me before and this is your first interaction. And there's a few people on the call who know me really well and have worked with me for quite a long period of time. And it doesn't really matter whether you're new here or whether you've been involved in the Seeking Balance community for a while. You're all so very welcome and we're all going through exactly the same process. So I think it's really important that we remember healing and neuroplasticity is not a destination. It's not some place that you go and you arrive and then it's all finished and over. It's an actual change of life. It's a change of mindset. It's a change of philosophy. And it's possibly the most beautiful gift you could ever give yourself. And the reason for that is because it puts us back in control. Neuroplasticity teaches us how to identify honestly, without judgment and with full kindness, what am I feeling right now? So let's all do that. And I want you to pop into the chat box, whatever it is you're feeling right now. And this could be anything on the full spectrum of feelings from excited, tired, um, lost, confused, frustrated, angry, joyful, connected, belonging, loved, kind, nervous. Thank you. So whatever you're feeling right now is real. I want you to honor that and and... Yeah, someone's just put forth, I'm feeling hopeful. Whatever you're feeling is real and true and, and the only way to honour that is to give it a little bit of time and here you can publicly share how you're feeling. Someone else has said, tired, woozy, calm and happy to be here. Someone else, unsteady. Someone else, excited. Faith, just letting you know that your messages are going just to me. Um, same, same with a few of you. So you can message only me or you can message the whole group. You can choose. So we've got sad and a bit anxious, worried and happy, scattered, losing clarity of mind, hopeful but impatient. It's good to identify that actually, Kayla. That's, that's a good one. Grateful for having this opportunity to listen to you. I'm frustrated and at the same time encouraged. You are cutting in and out a bit, Joey. <clears throat> Thanks for letting me know. It's not much I can do about that, except for those of you who are near an internet source, make sure you get as close to your internet source as possible. Lynn, relaxed and happy to check in. Neckers, feeling open. Faith, feeling relaxed and open. Welcome. Great. Lucy, feeling supported. So you can see how in any one moment we've got this massive spectrum of human emotions and all of these emotions are completely normal and welcome. Now, what do we do with that? So that very first step is like a practice in mindfulness where we're pausing and stopping to observe what's going on for me, what am I feeling? Now, from there, anything can happen. People could wallow in what they're feeling. They can get obsessed with what they're feeling. They can become hypervigilant and overly focused on what they're feeling. Or we can begin to step back and say, oh, this is interesting. I'm feeling excited right now or I'm feeling frustrated right now. The next step in neuroplasticity is to say, what do I want to feel and what do I need to support myself so I can actually feel more of what I want to feel? So for some of you guys who are feeling open and relaxed and encouraged and hopeful, you might be thinking, all right, well, this is a really nice feeling. I want to breathe into this. I want to expand this. I want to really let these neural settings set in. So I want to really highly focus on feeling supported, hopeful, encouraged, open and relaxed. Because the more we consciously feel it and sit with it and body scan into that, 
you're actually setting those relaxation pathways and strengthening them. You're strengthening your support pathways, your openness pathways, right? The more you feel it, the more you wire it. Now, for those of you guys who are feeling frustrated, impatient, tired, woozy, what else do we get? Loss of clarity, scattered, worried, sad, anxious, unsteady. You guys need to acknowledge that's your reality because you can't ignore or deny or distract. That's not functional. You guys need to notice what you're feeling in a reality and say, okay, what does my body need right now to support that? So if I'm anxious, how do I soothe myself? How do I ground myself down and remind my brain that it's a false alarm and I'm safe? Or, you know, if your body's picking up a real threat because there is there's a fire in your house or a flood or a tsunami or a hurricane or something that's a real threat, obviously get off the call and go and address the physical danger. So anxiety generally is bringing, it's, it's a real feeling for a real reason. Now, if it's a false alarm, then you need to have strategies to self-soothe and teach your brain how to settle back into relaxation so you can move in and out of anxiety really elegantly. So the questions are, what do I need? If I'm unsteady, how can I cultivate steadiness? And these are all questions for each of us to answer ourselves and to find our own answers, to listen to the body, let your body educate you and teach you how to become steady, how to become open, how to become hopeful, how to become patient, how to become relaxed, right? So I remember, <clears throat> so the neuroplasticity is that process of going, all right, I feel A and I want to get to B and I'm going to consciously, actively, methodically support myself to go from A to B. It's a completely personal and inner, inward process. No two people do things the same way. And it, neuroplasticity is not saying, okay, I feel unsteady, therefore I want Joey to fix me or I want the doctor to fix me or I want this pill to fix me or I'm going to buy this expensive tinnitus masking device and I want the device to fix me. So it's not about externalizing or asking other people to do it for you. So neuroplasticity is completely empowering. It's the most beautiful gift to ourselves because it gives us confidence, it gives us resilience, and it gives us trust back in our decision-making and our choices. And I really do think at the end of the day, everybody wants choice. We want freedom. We want to feel happy. We want to feel empowered. So I was going to tell you this little story of when I was going through a really hard time, and this is when my tinnitus and dizziness were at their worst, I was in my late 20s. And of course, on top of that, I was anxious. I think I was definitely experiencing elements of depression too, although at the time I did not want to admit that. I was feeling very isolated. I was withdrawing and avoiding things. And something I recognized I needed intuitively, and don't laugh because we're all a bit different and sometimes these things are kooky, was I needed to soak my feet in a foot bath. Like it sounds really hippie and really out there, but I was on edge. I was doing too many things. I was overcommitted. I was just never, ever stopping and resting. And when I sat down on my cushion and ha had my back resting against the wall, and had my feet soaking in a foot bath with, I think I added Epsom salts and maybe some essential oils like lavender or something that pleased me. For that 20 minutes, it was interesting how I would stop and it was such a strange feeling to stop and I'd be like, oh, I want to put the kettle on and make myself a drink or I want to go and check my phone or I want to go and check my emails. And just the simple fact that I had my feet wet in a foot bath meant 
I didn't get up and do that because I would have made the whole house wet, right? So it just made me pause and stop running around and moving from job to job and task to task and distraction to distraction. And for me, that really simple concept of grounding and being still and soaking my feet, it was very transitional for me and it helped me achieve the sense of calm and stillness that I was not able to achieve otherwise. So I had to find a way to get my brain to feel relaxed again. So for those of you listening, I'm curious, do you have any examples of this yourself where you've gone, oh my gosh, when I do this little activity or when I gift myself this little exercise or this little tool, and it could be anything from the bonus audios in Rocksteady, for example, have you had that moment of feeling like, oh, this is what I need. This is my nourishment at the moment because I don't soak my feet anymore, right? These things change all the time as you change in life. Yeah, so someone said, I felt like I wanted but didn't need a hot bath. And you have to, yeah, try things out. This is Adele who's commented here. And see if it works for you because you might hop in the bath and think, you know what, I don't feel relaxed at all. This is not working. So you have to have this sense of trusting the process. Sometimes you hit the nail on the head and you get, give yourself exact, exactly what you need and you literally go from that unsteady, frustrated place to this place of feeling hopeful and steady and confident and you've achieved going from A to B. And you can rewire your system using that process over and over again. Somebody else said hot showers or baths, long ones while listening to self-compassion meditation. I hope you have a waterproof sound system. But we've definitely got a bit of a water theme entering today's talk. Lorraine says, I have a long shower sitting down and feeling the water. Now, what I want to bring to people's attention there is it's not actually the water per se, although we are creatures who love the water and it's the source of life. What I want to bring to your attention there is actually it's the proprioception that we're feeling. So when we're swimming or we're in the shower, it's touching our skin and it's bringing that sense of touch and proprioception to the brain. And that is the language of the emotional brain. So your emotional brain is looking for safety and it's trying to avoid danger. And this is the source of our anxiety and depression. So this emotional brain does not speak English. It's a lizard brain. Rabbits have it. Animals have it. Dogs have it. Birds have it. That part of our brain functions through touch and feeling, through proprioception. And that is why we can soothe ourselves by holding our heart, by sometimes self-massage will work for people. I've had clients who are incredibly unsteady and it helps them to walk with their hands in their pockets or it helps them to walk holding a dog lead. Um, someone actually has, has emailed in in the email questions that when they're walking with a friend or even lightly touching a fingertip to someone, they feel more safe and steady. And that's coming through that brain through touch. So I'm just going to go through, we've also got reading Mary Oliver's poetry, beautiful. So someone else is using poetry to help them achieve that desired feeling. Listening to meditation music and doing a body scan, absolutely. I find the body scan essential and that is why I give it away free and open to the public. It really is life-changing. Um, Siobhan, you've made a pretty interesting comment, which is I don't value myself enough to make that effort. The question would be, my, my, my comment to that is, if you want to talk about that with me live on the call, I can bring you live and you can share what you're going through live if you want to share that. Um, Give me a comment to let me know because it's, 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 it's an intimate conversation. But the other question I would have for you, Siobhan, would be all living creatures are of equal value and equally deserve to be on this planet. All men, all women, all 
all of our elders, all of our younger people, all creatures, right? doesn't really matter whether you're an insect or a bear or a whale. And so the question is, everybody is worthy of a beautiful love-filled life, and that includes you. You are no more important and no less important than anybody else on the planet. So it's like you. sometimes we have to really go in and look at the limiting beliefs and check how they could be confusing us and holding us back or filling us with misunderstanding. Um, yes, we've had self-massage, body scan. Someone else has said when I'm at work, I have to really concentrate and I don't feel my symptoms. Okay, so that's the sense of being engaged. Um, and when we're very engaged and focused on what we're doing, the brain has, has, has one channel of focus. And so it's effectively our symptoms, whether they be dizziness, any type of vertigo or tinnitus, they will by default, the volume will go down because our brain power is going into focusing on whatever it is we're doing. Another interesting one is I've had people with absolutely suicidal severe tinnitus and then something happens and suddenly they get an irritable bowel syndrome and they have this horrible bowel problem and that bowel irritation becomes front and center and the tinnitus completely disappears. So the brain has shifted off the alarm on the tinnitus and that's disappeared and been filtered out by the natural noise cancellations in the brain. But now that exact same mechanism of hypervigilance has gone into focusing on the stomach problem and the irritable bowel. So the actual neuroplasticity still has to happen. They still need to learn how to feel safe in their body and to stop running away from themselves. But arguably the tinnitus disappeared, right? So um, yin yoga has been life-changing for me. I now do yoga twice a day and love it. Well done, Annette. I'm happy for you. Great. So Siobhan, you know you have to value yourself and give yourself more time for that. Rocksteady is a really beautiful process to go through to help you build your sense of self-care and self-appreciation and gratitude towards yourself. These, these are all steps and processes that you cannot avoid. They are absolutely fundamental. Even when I have clients working with me through six months of intensive and supportive private therapy, which is, how, which is a really wonderful way to go deep and make deep lasting neural changes, all of those clients do rock study. Nobody gets away from this self-study process. So the rock study process is invaluable. Now, someone else said warm lemon tea helps. Is there a correlation with dizziness and lemon? I don't know, but you know, universally, Kayla, I do not recommend any products or any medications or any diets or anything, merely because everybody is so different. If you feel warm lemon tea helps you, well, that doesn't mean it helps everybody. It means it could work for you on that given day. So it's important that you trust what you feel and you respond to the information your body's giving you and acknowledge that even if something works on Monday, you might need to adjust your strategy on Tuesday. So you've got to be incredibly dynamic with how you listen. What am I actually feeling? Be honest. What do I want to feel? Be honest. And has the process I've, cho I've chosen worked? So it's a real trial and error of getting to know yourself and how to best support yourself. Um, just music at bedtime. Yes, Anna, it started. You've got to turn on your audio, Anna. Let me message you if I can. Um, anyway, so there was someone who raised their hand. If you want to talk with me, probably best that you type it into the chat box. And Leah, it sounds like you've got anxiety uh, as, as quite an issue for you. 
The Rocksteady program has a huge focus on easing and soothing anxiety and that process is something that I would highly recommend that you consider going through. So before I start to enter into the submitted email questions, I'm just checking if there was anyone with a raised hand. Nope, good. Nope, yep, just Julie, I only want everyone to see that PowerPoint just so that everybody can learn how to function with the audio settings and the chat box, so that's perfect. So what I wanna do now is encourage everybody to close their eyes again, pop your hands anywhere on your body, and try and find a way to hold yourself with compassion, with kindness, and actually physically feel a sense of steadiness, of relaxation, of center, of kindness, of understanding, of empathy, of warmth, whatever it is that you feel, right? There's no right or wrong. And I want you to actually connect with that sense that the emotional brain is saying, okay, I'm fine. And notice that when we're highly anxious or judgmental of ourselves, when we're going through this place of not caring for ourselves, not valuing ourselves, not feeling worthy and not loving ourselves, sometimes we touch our body and we're like, oh my God, why are you touching me? This is like, get your hands off me. This feels awkward. And so we can go into this panic of like, I, why, why don't I feel safe in my body? Why don't I like touching myself? Why can't I soothe myself? And so then we just end up spiraling into a, self-catastrophe and self-judging and self-criticizing cycle. So it's really important that you're able to put those critical voices to the side and actually allow your brain to feel the touch on the skin. So get out of the story, try and get out of the judgments. And if you need private therapy to support you to learn how to do that, get yourself a private therapist who is experienced in this kind of work. Because being able to sit in your own body and enjoy and feel safe in your own body is absolutely essential. Now I'm curious, is there anybody on the call today who cannot feel steadiness or safety in their body at all? Or is there anyone who can feel it now, but it took them a while to get used to it and they wanna share, actually Faith, do you wanna share your journey of learning how to not judge yourself, understand, like flicking that switch of understanding self-compassion, and recognizing that there was all right so i'm going to bring faith to share her story because i've read part of it on facebook all right welcome to the call faith hello i'm so excited i, I it's just such a, a dream come true to be able to talk to you yeah awesome so welcome um, thank you for being here and thank you for being brave to share your epiphany so do you want to share with people how you had triple pd kind of symptoms and persistent postural perceptual dizziness is it's it's very common it's probably the bread and butter of what i work with and how i help people heal and it's because the brain is on a massive false alarm of misunderstanding vertigo signals old vertigo signals and really keeping those old dizziness signals right at front and center that freaks people out very understandably and what we have to do is to reset that re-educate the brain and rewire it so we can go back to feeling a normal again and as faith has learned that process involves a huge amount of self-compassion and self-understanding. So do you want to sh share going from A to B, Faith, and, and give us an update of where you're at at the moment? Yes, you know, I have to say it's really made a huge difference because I realized that I've been going through this process and I've kind of just, you know, been hating on myself and blaming myself like, oh man, you know, like I, I hate that I'm going through this, but mm. I kind of had that moment like, 
it was like a, a couple of nights ago and I remember um I was having like that when I was doing the emotional exercise you know yep I just I wrote down a bunch of things of how I was feeling and like it dawned on me you know what I have let like this whole journey I've gone through I've let it define who I was as a person mm. you know I realized I let the physical aspect of my nature completely take over any other aspect the spiritual mental you know emotional and so I'm realizing now that I don't have to let that completely overcloud everything else about me you know and I think that's been a huge absolute absolutely and that's where the seven day support program which is such a delightful little program honestly it's a game changer if anybody on this call has not done the seven day support program it takes you through step by step one day at a time how to identify what am I actually feeling in my body? What are my fears? What's holding me back? What are my desires? And trying to close that gap of recognizing, well, this is what I feel. This is what I don't want to feel. This is what I do want to feel. And this is what I can focus on to help me move towards my desires and re-identify with a totally new version of myself instead of getting stuck in that quagmire of the person with tinnitus or the person with mal debarkment or I'm that person with many ears and I am my many ears or I, I am my tinnitus, right? So to mm -hmm. answer your question, Julie, it does not matter what your diagnosis is. Mal debarkment is essentially a perceptual postural uh, triple PD as well. It's just that you guys get some relief while moving. <laughs> so people with mal debarkment, their brain naturally cancels out the dizzy signals while they're moving. So some people are like, I feel normal when I'm riding my bike or skateboarding or in a car. But the minute I stop, I go back to having this dizziness all the time. So it's very important that everybody take, you know, take this kind of lesson from faith and you have to sit with what you're feeling. Sometimes it helps to write it down, not for everybody. Sometimes it helps to have a coach or a therapist, but not everybody needs that. But regardless, you have to do something every single day to focus on your joy and focus on what you want to feel. And if you're finding it hard, that's because it is hard. If it wasn't hard, I wouldn't be running this business. It would be easy. It would, no one would need me, right? It mm. is a, it's probably the hardest thing you will ever do, which is to learn to sit back, look at yourself in that ugly moment of symptoms and go, you know what? I love you. You're a beautiful human being and I want to support you and to step into that place of being your own best friend. Oh, yes, definitely. I definitely noticed that because um, I've, come from a place of being more accepting of my symptoms. Uh -huh. So I'm not, I, I love that. Like this program has given me the opportunity to like give it room and give it space. You know, I've been pushing it away for so long. Oh, I sh after all this time, I shouldn't still be feeling dizziness, you know, and I've been kind of like just been hating on myself for that. But I realized that, you know, yeah. I have to feel, you know, I can feel that even though I currently and now don't want to feel that I know that I can still find a way to make that, you know, gap like to, you know, totally. And, and give yourself time, like rewiring neurons is honestly something that just keeps happening over weeks, months, and years. And once you have these skills, you're empowered to always keep changing and keep updating yourself and keep expanding your world. Because when we get stuck in symptoms, and like I say, Julie, it doesn't matter what your diagnosis is, whether you have severe tinnitus, mal debarkment, many years, triple PD, any of them, BBBV, it's you, your life will contract and you will feel claustrophobic in your symptoms if that's what your life is reduced down to. And if you become your symptoms and over-identify with them and everything's about getting rid of symptoms, you're not going to heal. If you keep 
pushing away and trying to run away from what you feel, honestly, the brain will just make everything worse because, and I'm, I write about this in, this in the book I'm writing, which hopefully will be ready next year, but the brain doesn't know the difference between getting rid of something and focusing in on something because you're interested in it. So if you focus on your symptoms and focus on getting rid of them and focus on analyzing them and focus on talking about them and focus on buying devices and supplements and diets and therapies, your brain is basically interpreting, all right, well, you're really interested in these symptoms. So what about I make it easier for you and I make all of your symptoms stronger and louder. I'm going to wire them. I'm going to rewire them. I'm going to strengthen them because you're focused on them so often. So the brain is actually taking your focus as a point of interest which is where neuroplasticity teaches us to say, okay, we have to allow the symptoms to be there, pull our attention away from it and start to focus on things we want to feel so the brain has a new job and a new task and it starts strengthening new neural networks. Yeah? Does that, make, yeah. Does that resonate with you, Faith? It's a completely oh, yes, different definitely. approach to healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely have noticed that for sure. And I, um, I like what you said about that because uh, I definitely noticed that like, it also takes a lot of, courage and I like how you mentioned that um, mm -hmm. and, you know that you know just to kind of sit with yourself and not run away from yourself because like you know it's you huge. Have, it's you huge. Wanna run away. Mm -hmm. totally and I've been there and I have tried to run away and it doesn't work you can't run away from yourself so like save yourself time and money and stop trying to run away from yourself and that's where private therapy can save you a lot of time and money because in private therapy if you find a good therapist they will teach you how to love yourself how to stay present with yourself, how to stop running away so suddenly you don't even need therapy anymore and you build that self-resilience and freedom. And so all I can say is, is don't give up. And if you find professionals, whether they be naturopaths, doctors, surgeons, whatever, audiologists, if they're saying go home and live with it, they're just not your therapist. Like those people have not updated their skills. So don't listen to the misinformation out there. You can rewire these skills, sorry, these symptoms. People often say to me, do your client's symptoms disappear completely or do they reduce or I'm confused. Everybody is different. I have seen total resolution of symptoms. For me, myself, I don't really get dizziness anymore. But if I really want to feel it, I can lay down flat and I can focus on it and I can conjure it up to the front of my mind. So that dizzy pathway is still active in the back of my brain. But I honestly don't notice it at all unless I choose to notice it. Um, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, me aside, I'll say with my tinnitus, I only hear the tinnitus at certain times in my life, which is pretty rare. And generally it's when I'm extremely tired or run down and my body signals are actually louder. And I start to, to notice that. So the symptoms can completely disappear and resolve. But for most people, those symptoms will keep coming and going based on what you're feeling, the weather, what you're doing throughout your life. And the people who get the best results are people who seriously don't care. Whether their symptoms are there or not, they still have an, a fantastically joyful life. They're supported, they're hopeful, they're steady, they're resilient. Whether or not the symptoms come and go makes absolutely no difference to them. The people who want to get rid of their symptoms, they hate them so much, they don't trust themselves, they feel they can't cope, they feel they can't handle it, they get the worst outcomes. Because they are obsessed with getting rid of symptoms, it actually makes the brain and the emotional system work independently instead of together as a team. So you guys who want to get rid of your symptoms and, and go for full elimination, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like these tinnitus sounds and dizziness signals come and go in a normal human being. So you need to be able to handle them 
that is probably my take-home message of this call. You actually need to be able to handle the roller coaster of ups and downs. Is that useful for you, Faith? Because I'm going to mute you in a moment. Oh, I'm sorry, what did you say? Is that useful for you, that sense of preparing for the roller coaster? Oh, yes, definitely. It's definitely useful because I'm realizing that, you know, there definitely is a lot of ups and downs, but I don't have that same, like, you know, negative, oppressive, you know, feeling that I did before. I definitely... Yes noticed that once I gave myself that permission to, to feel, you know, and, and that it was okay that I was feeling this way and I didn't have to blame myself anymore. Absolutely. Like that, yeah. And just it, yeah, the yeah. And the songs that I've written, I'm fine this way and also lean in, they are available for free and open to the public. And those songs are very educational and they teach people. So Karen's been asking, I'm confused. Is my body on autopilot? is, you know, I'm mentally feeling this, but I'm physically feeling that. And, you know, what do I focus on? And the, and the truth is, Karen, is you have to be able to have your whole physical, mental, emotional, spiritual body working together as a team so there no longer is this sense of disempowerment, feeling like, well, I have no control over this or that, right? And you can focus on whatever you want to focus on with kindness. There's no problem with focusing on tinnitus. There's no problem with focusing on dizziness. But the reality is, is the more you focus on it, the more you wire it. And so if you are to focus on it with kindness and love, the brain will probably relax and start to shift the alarm bells, which is a really good outcome. But for most people who are not ready for that, I do not recommend that kind of therapy. That usually would come further down the track. So to start with, to, to make it easier on yourself, focus on the things you want to feel. Focus on your desire, your joy, your ease, your calm, your effortlessness. Let the symptoms just be at the side, right? Not front and center. Because it takes a very practiced meditator or mindfulness guru or someone who's got a huge amount of self-love and self-care to focus in on symptoms with love and kindness and actually deactivate the false alarm. And that is a process that you potentially could consider private therapy for if you're not able to do it on your own. So Karen, I hope that answers your question. And Faith, any closing words? Thank you so much for your honesty and for your contribution. It's wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, um, for asking me to talk. I, I just feel so honored. Uh, so yeah, I definitely, um, the last thing I just want to say is like, uh, thank you for showing me that, you know, how important what that love is, you know, oh. about ourselves. Well, Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope every human being on the planet learns the gift of self-appreciation and self-love because honestly, we would live in such a different world if people would stop running away from what they feel. So yeah, my, my pleasure. All the best, Faith. Thank you very much. Pleasure. So Karen, I'm going to unmute you because you're asking all these questions that I'm sure lots of people will benefit from. Are you there, Karen? Yes, I'm here. Great. So it sounds like you're a bit confused and this confusion is something that is so important to sort yeah. out. So Karen, so Karen, um, you've got triple PD and you've tried every form of vestibular therapy and you've done the hospital programs and you've done this and you've done that. And you were very nervous about starting Rocksteady, I remember, because you said, I don't really want to feel. Do you remember that conversation? Yes, I do, yes. Yeah, so good on you for being brave and diving in. But all I can say is go really gently because if there's that fear of feeling, then you'll have to really gently un go support yourself through that. Now, when you're going through any of the exercises, whether it be the body scan, which is available for free, so whether you're doing rock steady or not, you can, you can comprehend that and try it at home. When you're going through this proprioceptive 
process, I would recommend, as I say time and time again on repeat and rock steady, to find steadiness. Never focus on your symptoms. I mean, I flat out say to people with tinnitus, I invite you to bring your tinnitus with you lovingly, but don't focus on it anymore. Same with dizziness, like bring it with you. I mean, it's a part of you, it's inside of you, but begin focusing on what you want to feel and start with steadiness and safety. And do not stop looking for those feelings of steadiness and safety until you find them. Like your job, you haven't even begun the exercise until you feel steady and safe. Does that make sense, Karen? Um, yes, I, I think so. It's just when you say you've got to find your steadiness, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, if I'm sitting completely still and I have this unsteady feeling in my body, mm-hmm. do I, would you say I have to look for the steadiness? Absolutely. It's completely conscious and proactive. And if you're feeling unsteady, that's because yeah. your, your brain hasn't yet found steadiness. So you need to be patient and wait for your brain to catch up because your brain is still operating in the triple PD mode. So you've got to think about it like a software update on your computer. You have to actually go through the update and restart your computer. And so just sitting in a body scan or doing any of the rock steady exercises is completely pointless if you're feeling unsteady and unsafe. So until you feel safe and find steadiness, you haven't begun your process. But I thought that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to find it by doing the body scans. Correct. And all parts of the program. Correct. You are. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Be patient with yourself because if, if you're feeling like you're completely unsteady every day, something is blocking you from finding your steadiness. And I would be getting to the root of that block. And it sounds to me from what you're saying in your questions here is that there's a mind and body disconnect. And it could be that the mind is terribly scared to feel what the body's feeling because for so many months or years, it's, there's this misunderstanding that the body's been letting you down. And it's like, well, I don't trust the body signals anymore because they feel so horrible, right? And so there's a lot of healing that needs to happen between your body and your mind so you can actually allow the brain to allow them to work together as a team and rewire back into normal. And that process can certainly happen through Rocksteady and there are endless case studies of that. But if it's not happening for you, go the private therapy route, whether it be with me and Beautiful Balance or you can book a personal retreat and we can work together face-to-face or you can see if you could find a local therapist who understands neuroplasticity to support you. Okay. Um, But yet feeling the steadiness is really the aim of the game. I'm trying. And I would use the bonus audios more so. Like, bonus audios are really, I think, a great way to, to, to get into that. I think I find it easier to ignore it, if I'm completely honest. But that's but then, just distraction. That's not healing and that's not rewiring. So that keeps you stuck. The thing yeah. is, is if, if you want to change and rewire yourself, this is not you, sorry, Karen. This is the whole, every, the global you, the universal you. If any of us want to change... We have to change the way we do life. We have to change the way we see ourselves. We have to change the way we look in the mirror. We have to change the way we walk, the way we stand, the way we drive, the way we communicate with others, the way we talk to ourselves. Like It is an incredible remapping of our entire system. And it's a beautiful process because suddenly we stop questioning ourselves. We stop doubting ourselves. We stop judging ourselves and saying, why do I feel this? Why is that there, right? We shift into a place of self-love and compassion and gratitude and everything changes. Like the brain relaxes. 
So I just encourage you to stay with it, trust your process because yeah. it, I mean, actually, I think it was Joe from New Zealand said it's like learning a new language and that's a fantastic analogy. I mean, it can take years to really get your head around a new language, right? Yeah, and, I, yeah. and if you think about this being a whole new language that your brain is very confused with, you've got to be persistent and stay with it. And if you need that tutoring, that mentoring, that coaching, go get yourself the private mentor because it will speed up your process immensely. Okay? Okay, Joe. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Thank you for being brave to chat. Now, I want to get to some of the submitted email questions, but Jarek, have you raised your hands because you want to talk? Joshua, you can look at this. He's like excellent to begin. Okay, so there's been a bunch of things submitted in. Yes, sleeping is so important. When one is on anti-anxiety meds, how would that affect participation in Rocksteady? I've had plenty of clients on medications during Rocksteady and they use the skills and tools that they learn in Rocksteady to help them ease off medications when they feel ready and when the doctors support that, right? So medication is something you and your doctors have to talk through. It's got nothing to do with Rocksteady. It's, it's complementary to that. Medications definitely slow neuroplasticity and they slow people's ability to change. But better to have a slow change than no change at all, right? So use the medications to support you. Keep it temporary, not long-term. Um, look, someone else said stress and anxiety and unworthiness um, underlie symptoms. I don't want to be so diagnostic. Just be with yourself and what you're feeling in the moment rather than saying, this try not to be problem focused like i want you to all to start being solution focused so rather than thinking why me why is this happening i'm a good person i've had such a good life i meditate all the time i'm such a you know i'm such a great carer i'm such a this i'm such a that why do all these people who are so ignorant and you know they're not meditating and they're eating bad food why don't they get symptoms life doesn't work like that right Everything just is and we can choose to face our reality with a smile and with courage and with kindness or we can choose to face our reality with a victim mindset and to blame people and it's, or blame others or blame ourselves or blame our body or blame our symptoms. That is not helping you. It's so important that you stop and you say, why not me? If some, this is what I said to myself. It's like if somebody on the planet has to go through vestibular migraine and tinnitus and anxiety and depression and this relationship breaks down and then your brother breaks his neck and then this and then that and you've got nowhere to live and you're on the couch. Like if somebody has to go through this pain, why not me? If somebody on the planet has to have this condition, why not me? You know? And so it's important that we start thinking, how can I be the best version of me and go through this? Because it's like we're taking one for the team. It's going to happen to someone on the planet. Why not you? Why not me? Now, Jarek, did you want to talk? Because you've got your hand up. So I'm going to lower your hand and unmute you. Uh, where did you go? There you are. Jarek, did you want to talk? Yes. Oh. What, you raised your hand. What would you like to share? Well, I'm actually suffering from the eating tinnitus and, and doing tinnitus retraining therapy with psychologists. Mm -hmm. And actually, I am stuck. I'm yep. stuck with symptoms and worsening. And, yeah. Um, are, are you I focusing think. on your symptoms in your therapy? Well, my tinnitus is so loud. 
no, but my, not focus. My question is, are you focusing on your tinnitus in your therapy? Are you focusing on getting rid of it or listening to it or working with it? Are you, fo are you tinnitus focused? Yes. Okay, so change that. Stop focusing on the tinnitus and start focusing on playing tennis or cooking or white water rafting or hiking, whatever it is you want to do for the love of life. Start focusing on that and get yourself a coach in that and start really occupying your mind with a completely new task. Like take a different approach, let the tinnitus come with you, but stop focusing on it. Okay. Okay. But it, it is so loud. It, it's so loud. It's actually, yeah. Well, it's, uh, that's because that's because you're focusing on it and you've dramatized it. Like, go through my YouTube channel. I've got heaps of YouTube videos on tinnitus. It's so important that you turn off the false alarm and you stop making it a problem because your brain has natural noise cancellation filters that will kick in and filter out the tinnitus and put it into the background so you no longer hear it and you're not emotionally bothered by it. If you need private therapy to help you with that process, you can contact me. But the first thing you need to do is to make friends with your body and start focusing on your joy again. Focusing on tinnitus and symptoms will only make you worse, right? I don't recommend, yeah. I don't recommend tinnitus retraining therapy at all and I don't recommend cognitive behavioral therapy as a quick fix either. I think you need a much more robust physical, mental, emotional, spiritual program, right? Instead of these kind yeah. of na narrow therapies. Yeah. Beautiful. Actually, right. Good luck. Training, tinnitus right? retraining therapy, it, it is about um, plasticity of your brain or changing your thinking mm -hmm. about it. And, that's, um, a, that's cognitive behavioral therapy. So for those of you who aren't sure what that is, that's when we look at our thoughts and it could be, I hate this tinnitus, why is it here? I don't like myself with tinnitus, I can't hear any more tinnitus. So you look at your thoughts and you begin to reframe your thoughts, noticing how thoughts impact our feelings. So if I say, I'm lonely and I have no friends, that's more likely to make me to feel depressed. Then if I say, I'm a beautiful person, I have heaps of friends, I feel really supported, those thoughts are more likely to make me feel calm and relaxed and feel connection and belonging. So cognitive behavioral therapy teaches people to analyze and break down the thoughts and the associated feelings and that skill is useful but it's it's you, we need more than that yeah okay beautiful i'm going to unmute you and i want to get to these submitted email questions and we can drive them home thank you so much Derek, and all the best with your healing so focus on your joy whatever you're in whatever makes you happy is going to be your ticket to healing okay okay good all right, so Joe, listening to what you said today makes me think about flowers in my garden. When I see the soil is dry, I water them. I never ask, exactly. I never ask why the soil is so dry or complain. I only watered them yesterday. I just give them what they need and this is what I think I am grasping from you about self-care, listening to myself and giving myself what I need in that moment without judgment. Fantastic, Joe, you're making all these great associations and analogies. Beautiful. <clears throat> Leah Bell, again, desensitization therapy. I am not recommending any therapist. I don't want people to have this codependency on drugs, devices, therapists, or whatever. It's so important that you learn how to love yourself, right? Not to desensitize yourself to yourself. It's important that when you choose a mentor, a coach, a therapist, or whoever is on your support team, and I want everybody on this call to have a full support team, 
You need a support team. You're going to have bad days, hard days. You're going to need people to cook you meals. You're going to need people to give you a cuddle and pat you on the back and tell you to keep going, right? You're going to need a support team. These need to be people who help you see how awesome you are. You are not abnormal. You are not wrong. You don't need fixing. You just need to learn how to love where you're at in each moment and give yourself permission to fully invest your time and money in your joy and learn how to have fun again. And that might sound like a silly thing to say, but a lot of people with chronic symptoms actually forget how to be in joy. It's been so long and there's been so much pain that they feel completely broken. And I just want to tell you, it's not the case. Your brain is healthy. It's just that those filters need permission to relax and and do their job normally again because the filters are overworking, they're overanalyzing danger and there is no danger. Faith, I think the hardest thing that I know I need to work through is the underlying fear of dizziness. But little by little through body scans, I'm teaching myself to start feeling safe and not fearing the future. Yeah, and look, underlying fears is generally something that is good to have private therapy for, to be honest. I've had, I'm, it's a, it's a, it'll give you a quicker outcome to, to go through that process with a witness and with a professional who can help you go into that underlying fear. And I would say the same thing for you as well, Karen, is that private therapy process is really important for helping the underlying fear of the mind, the body and the heart actually working as a team instead of hiding from each other. So I want to go through some of the email questions and there are some really common elements. So the process of Rocksteady will basically answer most of the email questions that have been submitted. So my big take home message is if you feel you want to go through this process and back yourself, learn to feel at ease in your body, just commit to the Rocksteady process one module at a time. And rather than just go through the exercises and be rigid and give yourself a little regime just with more rules in your life, get rid of all the rules, get rid of all the expectations and allow yourself to be in the moment and feel that peacefulness in yourself regardless of what exercise you're trying or regardless of what life's thrown at you that day. Like try and be really present. This practice of presence is huge. So one of the questions was, how do I find the balance of overstimulating versus understimulating? And the trick is you have to learn to listen to your body. Go through the rock steady process and be honest. If you overdo it, you'll feel worse, right? Your tinnitus will get louder. You'll feel more dizzy. You'll feel more anxious. You've overdone it. If you understimulate, well, then you're not actually giving yourself the ability to bring that mental clarity, to build trust, to build faith. So if you're avoiding things, you're not giving your brain a chance to get novelty and get stimulation. And avoidance behaviors are absolutely terrible for rewiring. You need to participate to build new pathways. And then once you start new activities, do them for 10 seconds and have a break. Try 20 seconds and have a break. Try 30 seconds and have a break. Try it every second day. You know, listen to yourself. Just do it in tiny little steps and pause and check in every 10 seconds. How am I going? Do I need a support person with me while I try this? How can I make this easier for myself? So just be really honest with yourself and be honest when you overdo it. During the exercises, you should always feel steady and calm. The minute you push yourself into being symptomatic, you've overdone it. And there's a support network that you haven't got, right? So you've got to support yourself before you even start a body scan because technically you could be in a body scan and panicking, right? So you've got to be supported and then go into the body scan as an example. 
Um, if I obsess and agonize, focusing on my symptoms all the time, um, how do I break the pattern? You can definitely start with either the seven-day program or the full rock-steady process, but basically you have to break the pattern by identifying the thoughts are there and then going, all right, those thoughts are not helping me. Something else I could focus on is this. You know, For some people, it's music, it's songwriting, it's poetry, it's gardening. Whatever you want to focus on, those activities that generate the feelings you desire, which could be connection, belonging, joy, freedom, independence, resilience, you need to focus there. So you need to break the pattern by first identifying A and identifying B and moving yourself from A to B using strategies that work for you. And these are all skills and tools that you choose. It's customized. It's not generic. Sometimes I feel dizziness is on a specific side, sometimes left, sometimes right. Is that characteristic of triple BD? Yes, triple PD changes all the time. Same with maldebarkment. Your symptoms can change all the time. There's no rhyme or reason. How do I know if I have BBBB or if it's just triple PD, especially when I'm scared? How do I trust myself? Use the BPPV video kit. Use each of the four tests. Check your posterior canals. Check your anterior canals. Check your horizontal canals. And then you can definitively know if you have BPPV and you can treat it. The BPPV kit is designed to prevent anxiety related to BPPV and triple PD. So use it. That's in module one of Rocksteady. Um, I've had tinnitus for 10 years. I've learned to cope with it but cannot sleep at night. I've tried music supplements, etc., etc., with no success. I've not slept a full night in all this time. I'm exhausted and despondent. Can you give me some advice? My first advice is please have a huge amount of self-compassion for yourself. Sleep is so important and I hate it when I lose sleep as well. So I feel with you. And this is for Claire. Trust yourself. You need to learn how to trust your body. I can help you with sleep skills. There are sleep skills within Rocksteady. The entire Rocksteady program is very commonly people report their sleep improves by going through the process. But ultimately, you cannot sleep unless you trust your body and trust yourself. So the key component there is learning to trust and relax within your body. Um, Leah Bell just said, what's the most personal therapeutic support most effective for this situation? I would recommend you look at the beautiful balance program that I offer. I don't know if there's anybody else in the world offering this kind of tinnitus dizziness focused support, but anybody, any therapist who you trust and have a working relationship with is better than, than nothing. So moving on now to Joe. Um, can you please expand in detail the difference between leaning into symptoms and not pushing through symptoms? And this is a really, really great question. Now, Joe, are you on the call? I don't have last names up here. I don't know. Just checking. I don't think you're on the call. So pushing through is when it's like, oh, I've just got to get on with it. I've just got to ignore it. I've just got to distract it. I hate this. Why am I like this? This is so inconvenient. Pushing through is when you're fighting what you're feeling, you're judging what you're feeling, you're critiquing what you're feeling, but you're basically going, well, I'm just going to ignore that because my body is so annoying and I hate my body and why can't I be like other people? And, and you'll sort of go ahead and just do what the brain thinks you should do, right? Leaning in, Leaning in is when we say, okay, right now I'm noticing I'm feeling unsteady, I'm noticing I'm feeling fatigued, and I'm not quite sure why, but I'm going to honor that. Now, I've got a barbecue I want to attend later on in the day, and I really want to be there for my friends. It's important to me in my heart that I attend. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay on the couch, I'm going to have a rest, 
I'm going to body scan. I'm going to physically prepare myself for that barbecue. I'm going to ask someone to drive me to the barbecue because I don't really want the stress of driving in traffic. And I'm going to give myself permission to leave the barbecue early. I'm going to tell my friend that I'll be there for as long as I can. And I'm not sure if that might be 20 minutes, if it's going to be an hour, but I am going to love myself. I'm going to go to that barbecue. I'm going to give my friend a big cuddle. I'm going to give them a bunch of flowers and tell them how much they mean to me. And if I need to go home and go to bed and have a, a beautiful bowl of soup, I'm going to give myself permission to do that, right? So leaning in is when we support ourselves every step of the way and we take our fatigue and our unsteadiness and our tinnitus with us and we give ourselves permission to work in our own rhythm rather than push through, cook, drive, attend, you know, do everything on everybody else's terms because we think we have to be what other people expect us to be, which is a misunderstanding. Great. So... Um, are there any natural treatments you recommend like acupuncture, Chinese herbs? And I, the only thing I recommend is rock steady or beautiful balance because I don't recommend any devices. I don't recommend any treatments. I don't recommend osteopathies, nothing. If they work for you, that's wonderful and I support that. But I don't generically recommend anything to anyone. The only reason I recommend the rock steady process is because it's customized and it teaches you how to figure out what works for you. So Rocksteady teaches you the process of learning how to listen to your body and trust your body, and that is the key common element. Is Meniere's disease and bilateral hypofunction, this hypofunction the same? No, they are not. Will Meniere's disease lead to vestibular hypofunction over time? Very unlikely because Meniere's disease is usually just in one ear and usually you don't get full vestibular loss of function. You just get partial damage to one ear. Vestibular hypofunction bilaterally means both ears have stopped working that's incredibly rare and the best thing for that would be proprioception which is your body scans and the full rock steady process so regardless of whether you have one ear damaged or both ears damaged the rock steady process has you covered um, faith i think the best way to avoid prevent avoiding fear of overstimulation is you have to ask your body how to do that and if you can't hear the answer that your body's giving you book an initial consultation with me with me and i'll help you get the answer that your body's giving you right you need to learn how to answer these questions yourself you need to learn how to know when is my body telling me i'm overstimulated when is my body telling me i need xyz and until you learn how to listen to your body and trust the answers your body's giving you you're just going to keep externalizing and asking other people other people don't have your answers right I don't tell my beautiful balanced clients what to do. I teach them how to figure out what they need for themselves. It's an educational process where you take your full power back. Stop asking other people to fix you or answer your questions. That's not to your faith. That's to everybody. Learn to listen to your body. And until you listen to your body, symptoms are not going to go away. The symptoms are there going, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, right? So you've got to tune in and go, right, what's your message? What's the gift in this? How can I be wise? How can I tap into my wisdom? Right, I'm into the fourth week, fourth week of tinnitus. Um, some good days, other days where the sound is loud for hours. I feel like I could go off the deep end. Typically, the sound is loud in the afternoons, quieter in the morning. Taking steps to try to make sure it doesn't overtake my life. Audiologist is telling me to not focus on symptoms. However, somebody else is, t is actually telling me to focus on symptoms while I'm relaxed. 
Can you advise me, Joey? Should I focus on them? Should I not focus on them? I think I've already answered that question. Go through the rock steady process. And the truth is you need to do both and you need to figure out what works for you on any given day. Some days and some moments, it's going to be completely dysfunctional to focus on your tinnitus. You're going to have to focus on your life and completely let the tinnitus disappear into the background. In other moments, you know, you can safely focus on your tinnitus and bring it into a place of kindness and love and wisdom. And that can be really healing for your brain and, and rewire it in a really positive way. But I would say those moments are far fewer. I would not recommend focusing on the tinnitus until you've fully got those self-love skills. All right, next question about healing vertigo and getting over fear, terror, discomfort. I'm a nervous wreck while driving in the passenger seat, finding it really difficult to drive and be a passenger. I enjoy driving and I like to be able to give people lifts, but lately since having a few vertigo sensations while going around roundabouts, stopping and starting in traffic lights and turning right corners, I'm finding it difficult to take this fear with me and normalize a sensation. When the time starts drawing near that I need to travel in a car, I start feeling sick in my stomach. So that's classic anxiety and nausea. Public transport is out of the question. Um, I think it's something to do with momentum or physics journeying through space. Well, I'm not going to comment on physics, but what I would say is ask yourself, is this fear physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual? What do you need physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually before you get in the car, while you're in the car, and after you get out of the car? I think there needs to be a very gentle incremental therapeutic process of helping you disarm that anxiety and dizziness that's associated with the car with the car and I would say there needs to be physical mental emotional and spiritual aspects to addressing that and that's a kind of thing that would be use, useful to go through in private therapy or ask yourself the questions of what do I want to feel in the car? How can I practice feeling what I want to feel while I'm sitting in the car, while I'm a passenger, while I'm driving, and actually see if you can go through that process yourself. <clears throat> Definitely identify any limiting fears such as I can't do this, I'm always dizzy, I can't drive. I would use the tapping or something to get through that limiting belief, um, which is holding you back. Another one. Um, severe pulsating tinnitus for almost three years because of the loud sound I can't distract it 24 7 I've tried everything without success bloody 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 my current situation is 24 7 anxiety I can't enjoy any moment that is a limiting belief so Marjo this is for you you need to tap through I can't enjoy you need to get rid of that limiting belief because it's holding you back the no motivation, my life is only worries. You need to actually go, those thoughts are damaging me. Those thought patterns are not healthy. By identifying those beliefs and those thoughts floating around the head, they're misunderstandings, they're not true, they're not facts. Of course you can have joy. The question is, how can you invest more time into the joy to bypass the depression? So fighting the sound, I'm always on the run. I used to be social, I used to be interested in everything and everyone, but I've lost myself completely. Yes, it sounds like you have. So the question is, how do you reconnect? I would recommend the Rocksteady process. Help yourself to feel at ease in your body. Learn to love your body. Learn to love what you're feeling. Learn to focus on what you love to do. Like Marjo, my questions for you are, what makes you happy? What are your hobbies? What things do you love to do? Is it music? Is it reading? Is it writing? Is it walking your dog? All of those things. Find a way to access joy. And even if you only access joy for two seconds a day, build it up to three seconds, build it up to four seconds, build it up to five seconds. Find a way to fire your joy neurons more and more often and to celebrate that two seconds. When you feel joy for two seconds, celebrate it. Like you have to really back yourself every step of the way.
And Leah says, days in a row of nausea make it hard to focus on what you love. Of course it's hard, Leah. If this was easy, you would have done it already. So you need to stop blocking yourself with this mentality of I can't do this, it's too hard, my symptoms are taking over. If you let your symptoms take over, you are never going to heal. You need to take your nausea with you and find a way to lean in and say, say to yourself, Leah, I love you. Even though you have nausea, what do you need? Like nausea is usually a feeling of dread and uncertainty. Get to the bottom of that uncertainty and dread and self-soothe. And if you're not sure how to do that, book private therapy, look at Beautiful Balance or book a personal retreat with me and get to the bottom of that, that root trigger of the nausea. And that is something that only you can do. Nobody else can soothe those deep inner fears except you. So coming back to accessing joy, I had written down everyone is different. <clears throat> and yes, I've written down, I recommend to learn how to self-soothe and relax first to enable brain changes. From there, it's more easy to access joy. So we can't really access joy while we're in a state of fear and anxiety. So you need to get to the bottom of your fear and learn how to self-soothe. No therapist, no drug, no doctor can do that for you. Self-soothing is a process you have to learn how to do. You need an educator, you need a mentor, you need a therapist who will teach you how to self-soothe. That would be something I would ask. If you're looking for a local therapist, I would definitely just ask them before you even book in or spend any money, can you teach me how to self-soothe my own anxiety? And if they say I'm not sure, just find a new therapist. It needs to be someone who specializes in self-soothing education. Okay, another one. Have you found any aspects of your comprehensive healing strategies that seem to be particularly effective and stand out as being extra imperative or specific to Melda Barkment? Rocking, bobbing, swaying, bloody, bloody has been my life for five years. I implemented and tried hundreds of strategies since. Um, definitely the rock steady process for Melda Barkment. You need to find your steadiness. You need to trust your body. Honestly, it doesn't matter whether you have tinnitus or dizziness and it doesn't matter what your diagnosis is. You need to stop fighting what you feel. You need to feel at home in your body and you need to come to a place of going, no matter what I feel today, I've got this. I feel steady. I can think clearly. I can make choices. I am in control of my life. You need to learn how to take that control back and the Rocksteady 12-week process gives you that. Do you ever recommend a trial of antiviral medications? No, I don't. I don't recommend any medications. Talk to your doctor if you need medications. That's a conversation for you and your doctor to have. For the purposes of tinnitus and dizziness, I do not recommend any medication at all. Obviously, well-being and eating well are, are always good things to do, but they're not for your symptoms either. That's for your life and for your overall well-being. And the thing I most recommend is joy. J-O-Y, you need to be able to access joy because that stimulates the brain into a place of being able to begin neuroplasticity. If you're not feeling joy and ease and effortlessness and steadiness and safety, the brain clamps into fight, flight, freeze, and it stops being able to wire. Neuroplasticity is inhibited by stress, worry, and the fight, flight, freeze, right? Fears and anxieties hold you back. All right, so another one, I have triple PD and vestibular migraine. Um, I'm doing regular body scans and self-healings. I'm just about to start module four. I'm feeling more relaxed. And she says, so this is Diane. Diane says, I thought I was relaxed, but now that I'm in module four of Rocksteady, I realized that I wasn't very relaxed and I'm becoming more relaxed. So this has really helped me reduce my symptoms. And I think that's a really important thing. And Karen, I, I want you to listen to this actually. 
sometimes we have this image of ourselves, how we think we are or how we think we should be. But when we really go down into our heart and into our reality of what's going on, we're like, oh my God, it's not quite how I thought it was. And sometimes we are much more anxious than we realize we're wearing this mask. We're putting on a fake mask that's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I can push through, I can get on with it. But deep down, our body is freaking out and our body needs some massive care and nurturing. And it is a gift to yourself when you allow yourself to go into your inner world and have some of those deeper conversations with yourself. It profoundly changes your nervous system. So the question Diane has is when I complete the body scan, I get tingling sensations around my back. Beautiful, wonderful. Is this a positive sign that neuroplasticity is happening or just reawakening? Definitely. The more you can feel anywhere in your body, the better, like between your toes, in your armpits, through the crevices of your belly button, your side waist, the back, the back of the neck, back of the head. All of those proprioceptive signals around your body are awakening. The more you practice it, the more you can feel in your skin, in your body, the better because you're actually reconnecting your mind into your body instead of walking around in numbness. Um, can, you send, can I send the module slower than every two weeks? No, I cannot. So if you, if you don't feel ready for each module as they come, just take it at your own pace. Do what you want to do each day, and there's no pressure for you to go at any given regime or rigid pacing. Self-soothing exercises and seven-day program. Yes, there are. Go and listen to all the audios again, Faith. There is self-soothing all the way through the seven-day program. Um, okay, so um, if you're feeling dizzy or not quite right or unbalanced after any of the exercises, it's a sign you've overdone it. During the exercises and after the exercises, it's expected that you feel steady and centered, okay? So don't push through, don't, don't feel dizzy and not quite right and then say, all right, I'm just going to go take my dog for a walk. Stop, pause and regain your steadiness and your centre and once you find it, then take the dog for a walk. So it's this sense of patience, don't push through. Practice feeling what you feel, cultivate that safety and steadiness and then keep going. Um, Jilly asked, I've quit smoking and I've also reduced pain relief and anxiety medications. Is this going to be good for neuroplasticity? A big, massive yes. All drugs impact our neural wiring and our budget. So the less you smoke and take drugs, you're going to benefit your health and also your wallet. Great. Um, so I've just had someone message in, my tinnitus is stopping me from doing anything and I've stopped enjoying my life. Is that, if that is, I'm not going to say who you are, but if that's what you genuinely believe, you're never going to heal. You have to believe that you are in control, you can take control of your life and you can choose where you focus on your joy. If you do not believe in yourself to be able to find joy and to be able to enjoy your life, you will never heal. Like that's the spiritual aspect of this process. You have to believe in yourself. I can't give you that belief. You have to believe that you can do this. And if you don't believe it, you will never heal. Um, another comment. I noticed that I had approached my balance exercises in the past with fear and anxiety. It made me feel worse. Exactly. You cannot practice fear and anxiety and expect to get better. If you practice fear, you get better at fear. Now I approach exercises with calm and openness and I feel better. Beautiful. All right. Karen, more questions. Why, if I wake up in the middle of the night or the first thing in the morning, can I feel movement in my body when all I've done is been asleep? 
as I explained in the rock study program, this might be in module four though, Karen, the, the parasympathetic nervous system is our rest, repair and digest system. This is our healing system. And this is most active when we are asleep or very rested. When it is active, we can feel it. It can feel like you are drunk and tipsy and there's moving neurons in your body and that's because there are. Parasympathetic nervous system is amazingly healing. Don't be afraid of it. If you can feel it, well done, you are healing. Another question, why does the unsteadiness in my body feel noticeable when I have a cold? Is it my imagination? Body? And so my answer to that is body sensations change every moment of the day. Of course, you're going to feel different if it's a cold day, a hot day, if you have a sinus cold, if you have a kidney infection, if you have a headache. Every single moment is a whole new world in your body. My question to you, Karen, is why do you expect yourself to feel the same every day? Like expect differences. It's abnormal to be a rock statue. It's totally normal to have movement and flow in your body 24-7. Don't expect yourself to be some artificial robot, right? Humans are dynamic. They are changing. They are imperfect. There is this total roller coaster we are living in. Number three, can you clarify how much time should be spent on top of daily exercises? So I recommend 15 minutes of exercises. Exercises are not physical. Some exercises are writing. Some exercises are emotional. Some exercises could be even listening to the songs or body scanning. And so this question is, um, I'm, not, I'm concerned I'm not doing enough to engage neuroplasticity. Peace of mind means a lot to me. If you need peace of mind, get therapy. For people who experience self-doubt, it could be that you actually need a mentor to be accountable to. You need someone to ask your questions to. You need that sense of peace of mind, peace of mind by having a professional to guide you through the process. Can you overdo it and can it be derogatory if you overdo it? And the answer is yes. Hello, someone's unmuted themselves. Uh, don't know who that is. Okay, so yes, you can overdo it. It's very important if you have triple PD that you steer away from the physical exercises and do more of the healing hands, do more of the written exercises, do more of the limiting beliefs, do more of building the emotional trust in your body. And you don't need to do twists and turns and bending and squatting so much, especially if you've already gone through um, a physiotherapy hospital rehab program. So work more on the emotional space and the spiritual space for triple PD. Another question, are there specific exercises you recommend for situations that you know beforehand will be stressful? Um, I get really angry or irritated, scared, insecure, and I know that it's not helpful. Learn to, pro and so I wish I could learn to process those feelings better and learn to self-soothe. All the Rocksteady process is based on finding steadiness and learning how to cultivate those feelings of peace and calm and belonging in your own body. In order to process those feelings, try something like the listening in, um, what's it called? L listening, listening with, opening up and listening within. It's in your bonus audios. That process is perfect. And if you know you've got to go to a barbecue or something that's, that's scary, give yourself time to open up and listen within before you go. Like actually have rest before you go out and do whatever it is that's challenging for you. Um, it's essential that you learn how to cultivate peace, calm and belonging in your own body. Another question, what do you recommend when the tinnitus gets louder? I also need early nights, hot baths, yoga, plant-based food. I get scared that perhaps this time it won't go quiet again. It wakes me up at night. It doesn't freak me out anymore. Congratulations, that's a big step. 
but any thoughts that might be useful? Are there any of your videos that you could recommend me to watch? I've just written down there, all bonus audios are useful, but trust, 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 trust. You need to trust your body. You need to trust that your body is sorting it out. You need to trust your brain filters. Healing is noisy. Let the noise be there. Allow the noise to be a part of your neuroplasticity. I mean, neurons are changing and rewiring. It is noisy. So let yourself trust the process. New question, Tamara. I would like to ask you if the Rocksteady program is mainly about changing the perception of symptoms so they move away from your consciousness or is it healing the balance system as well? Tamara, neuroplasticity in the Rocksteady process is about healing and rewiring your whole system, not just your balance system, your whole physical, mental, emotional and spiritual system. It's, yes, it definitely changes your perception of symptoms and yes, symptoms do move away from consciousness and fall away into the background However, your entire system is reshaping and rewiring. Next question. What if symptoms are caused by a body issue like neck vertebrae deformation or cranial nerve inflammation as a result of virus or bacteria? Is it better to solve the physical problem first and then start working on neuroplasticity? I do not believe so. No, early intervention is best and it's much more recommended that you have an integrated therapy that includes physical, mental, emotional and spiritual processes to address it all as one firm package instead of just going into your ears or just going into a virus or just going into a, a narrow therapy that is not integrating into your whole life. So I would definitely recommend the Rocksteady process alongside any medical support or physical support. Um, we've just had a few comments. Michael, having participated in Rocksteady, the program, and using the exercises learned just listening this morning has rebooted me. Yes, you can go through and do the entire program again and again, and every single time you will learn something new because you are so full as a person. You have such a rich inner world. There is infinite things to learn. Joey, when your tinnitus come back into focus, do you interpret the sound as getting physically loud or do you interpret the sound as coming into focus? The volume of my tinnitus changes so much. Sometimes I'll go weeks without barely hearing it, then bam, it pops up. Beautiful. So there's nothing wrong with that, Joshua. Like my question is why do you care? Like seriously, why do you care what your tinnitus does? Like trust your body. It's like sometimes I say to people, trying to get rid of your tinnitus is like trying to get rid of your elbow. Like your elbow serves a purpose. It's helping your upper arm and your lower arm meet and bend. It's like just allow your arm to bend and allow your elbow to be there. Stop trying to get rid of it. Stop trying to analyze it. Just allow yourself to love your life, live your life and trust your body. Body's super complex and it does heaps of weird and wonderful things. All right, sure. I have a question. I can't tell from the testimonials. We don't have any testimonials on my site. Actually, they're all case studies, just to clarify that. From the case studies, if people are feeling better, yes, they're feeling better. They wouldn't, re they wouldn't do a recovery case study if they didn't feel better. Um, and do they have less symptoms or do the symptoms go away? And, the, the, and like I said earlier, watch the case studies again. Everybody is different. Almost all of my clients have resolution of their symptoms to the point that they no longer even notice them, especially the dizzy clients. I've got heaps of clients with triple PD who now have absolutely no dizziness whatsoever. It's completely disappeared. But if it comes back and if they have a difficult moment, they know exactly how to soothe it, how to manage it and how to allow it to disappear again. So they are able to go with the ups and downs of life. With tinnitus, some tinnitus clients can still perceive their tinnitus, but it's much more in the background. It doesn't bother them anymore. And many clients, but I won't say all, are actually close to all clients, 
um, have moments of absolutely no tinnitus where the sound is absolutely absent and disappears altogether. You only ever need to worry about the present moment. Don't worry about the future or yesterday. It's like, what am I feeling right now? What am I going to do right now? Don't worry about 10 minutes from now. NECA tapping is great. It was flying the other day and I used it on the flight. Some people looked at me. I've done that as well. I think some of them took an example, but hey, all good. I smiled. A family saw me in the park the other day walking on sand with my eyes closed. Well done, Necker. That's a beautiful thing to do on the beach. They all joined me. So I guess this whole thing is teaching us how to connect and be open to the unknown. Of course, my mind sometimes says you're crazy. Who doesn't want to not be crazy? Being crazy is like just a sign that we're artistic and creative. And the reality is, is that it's, I wouldn't, ask anybody to aspire to be normal like allow yourself to be extraordinary allow yourself to be quirky allow yourself to be curious and you know that's great Necker. i'm so pleased to hear you're using the rocksteady tools and the full program in your whole life at the beach on an airplane i celebrate you well done karen should you do the tapping only when you're frustrated or should you do it like a mantra i love many parts of the program but can't seem to get on with the tapping again karen book private therapy these are all private therapy things that we can cover just quickly. But you use the program however you want to use it. I personally tap through things that I love, things that I desire, things that I celebrate, as well as my fears and limiting beliefs. I use it for all of it. Um, no, the program teaches tapping. You do not need to find a practitioner. The beauty of tapping is you don't need a therapist. You can do it on your own, and it's a very safe and effective process. I've used tapping to help me start my business because I had a lot of fear of running a business and it was incredible. It helped me do what I'm doing now and, 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 and have the confidence to put myself out there and offer this program. So tapping was really instrumental for me in terms of my business and my professional life. So tapping goes way beyond symptoms. It's incredibly effective, works on the nervous system and it works on building self-compassion and self-love. It's much more powerful than cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, and it means you no longer rely on a therapist. If you're stuck and you can't get started, then yes, you need a therapist to help you get the ball rolling and help you develop that safety and understanding. But no, you, ongoing, you just you can learn it from the program. It's all there in module two. Um, yes, being present in the moment, faith is essential. All right, Patrick, we've got another question. My doctor referred me to a therapist for CBT. How is this different? I think I've already answered this. Cognitive behavioral therapy is just one tiny little aspect. It's only one technique instead of a plethora and a holistic program. So Rocksteady offers you how to strengthen your back muscles, how to strengthen your legs, how to look at your emotions, how to focus on your desires, how to clarify your values and, and incorporate values into a value-based living on a daily basis, teaches you self-kindness, teaches you spirituality and self-belief cognitive behavioral therapy teaches you how to analyze your thoughts it is so narrow and it, it is useful but i wouldn't spend a lot of money on it because it's only one tiny piece in the puzzle next question i had vertigo with nystagmus two months ago imbalance and swaying ever since tension in the forehead no other symptoms haven't had formal diagnosis welcome to the club you belong here during vestibular therapy, or doing vestibular therapy with experienced therapists now, making some progress but really slow, um, making me scared and anxious. If you were scared and anxious while doing your vestibular therapy, please stop. And he's, the question is, am I too early for Rocksteady? No, not at all. Early intervention is best. People who start Rocksteady earlier get better and faster results. Don't delay your recovery. 
get in and start soothing your neurons so you can actually take advantage of your vestibular therapy. If you're feeling scared and anxious and worried, none of your vestibular therapy can even work on you anyway. It's a waste of time. We have to start from steadiness before we can allow the brain to retrain and rebuild. Neuroplasticity is inhibited by fear and anxiety. Next question. I've completed the Rocksteady program. I'm feeling better. I'm using the exercises. This is for you, Michael. Um, I've recently been suffering from sinus issues and neurological issues, and now I'm finding it difficult to concentrate on my exercises. How do I get my mind back on track? Well, Michael, I think being on this call has helped you. You could book in for the Live Rocksteady program and get six calls, one call a week. So the Live Rocksteady program starting next week is every Tuesday, or if you're in the north, it could be your Monday. Once a week, we're going to get together morning, lunch, or evening just to get the different time zones. And everybody will be going through the Rocksteady process and we will talk through what tools are working. We'll go through insights. We'll go through challenges. I'll help you with your questions. If anybody has any kind of therapeutic questions that you feel willing to go through live on the call, you can get some therapy with me as well. But basically, Mike, you need to prepare yourself for the roller coaster. It's important that we understand how to manage ups and downs because we're human. It's not all straightforward. We need to be able to be grateful and self-appreciate and talk to our wisdom and listen to our body every single day. It's important you have that resilience, the capacity to choose and the capacity to believe in yourself. So my question to you would be, what do you need to get your mind back on track? And you need to answer that question by tapping into your wisdom. If you need help, you can book an initial consult with me and I can support you to find that answer within yourself. Neka, my questions, I notice sometimes when there's people around me to help or to accompany me to take a work, to take a walk together that my symptoms are less. So when you're feeling supported, your symptoms are less. The question is, Neka, how do you support yourself? How do you become your own best friend? How do you create that sense of ease in your own inner world so you no longer need other people around you to feel better? And that is something that the Rocksteady process will give you. And if you're on the beach walking with your eyes closed, it sounds like you're, you're getting there. So it's great. Next question, what do you think of sulfur therapy? No comment. I don't recommend any external therapies. Do what you want to do. Talk to the experts in those fields. I do not recommend any therapies, sulfur therapy, nothing for vertigo or tinnitus. I recommend that you learn how to feel at ease in your body and trust yourself. That's when the brain changes. When I tap, I feel strong shakiness in my lower chin and chest. Does this mean there's some sort of somatic experience? Yes, probably. Could it be my body's telling me it's deeper than surface trauma? I would say celebrate your body. Ask your body. Allow it to shake and tremor. It's natural. Tremoring is a sign of healing. Like let yourself tremor. Practice not judging yourself for what you feel. Let it pass. Take the no big deal approach. If you really do have surface, surfacing traumas that you want support with, Definitely get private therapy. You do not need to go through the hard stuff alone. And private therapy can just mean that the healing process is accelerated and we feel more grounded and safe. Why is it that I was feeling really good and my life was going so well and then suddenly I had a surgery and all of this dizziness and everything set in and suddenly I'm not feeling quite right? And I guess this is kind of what I said before. It's like, well, why not you? Everything happens. Can you find the gift in it? So now you've got this chronic not quite right feeling and you're going through the rock steady journey and the journey within to love yourself even more. You know, when life is good and all rosy and unicorns and, and rainbows, etc., it's easy to love yourself. It's easy to be kind to yourself. But when 
we're feeling horrible and hating ourselves and all these yucky symptoms, that's when we have to dig really deep and find genuine kindness and genuine self-love. And my question to you is, can you find the gift in your healing? Can you find the gift in the situation? So rather than thinking, why me? Why can't you ask yourself, well, why not me? What's the gift? How come the universe has gifted me with this process and not somebody else? Find the gift. Um, another question, can mal debarkment feel like you've been in a war zone, like the back and forth is from trauma? I feel like this if wearing earplugs to sleep, so tinnitus is heard more easy, even though I don't focus on it. I'm not really sure what you mean by that question, but stop focusing on diagnosis and stop focusing on the problem. Start focusing on how you're going to love yourself through whatever it is you're feeling, Lorraine. Give yourself kindness, acceptance, gratitude, appreciation. Stop focusing on the problems because it will only keep you trapped. All right, last questions, which is Lorraine. If you have any tips on desensitizing the sound so as to sleep easier, that would be my question and request. I used the giving sensation space technique on the sensation that a motorbike driving past made in my body. Got the message to be true to myself, so I guess that's my answer. Um, yeah, stop desensitizing yourself to yourself. You don't need to be afraid of yourself. Stop trying to habituate yourself to yourself. Accept yourself as a full, whole person with physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual interactions. You are complex. You are all a little bit crazy. Learn to love what you're living in and support. Get your needs met. I mean, if you need to water the garden and the soil's dry, water it. I just think that's a beautiful analogy that Joe put forth this morning. And if you want to learn a language, practice that language every day. If you want to learn joy and steadiness, practice joy and steadiness every day. If you want to get better at fear and anxiety, practice fear and anxiety every day. Like make your choices and make them clear. And if you need a team and you need guidance and you need support, go through the Rocksteady process. It is there for you. I've built it so that people have a coaching system and they have a community of people to keep them focused and to keep their mind on the task. As Mike said, can get difficult. You need to stay focused and you will need a support team. Another question is, um, if it's okay to interact with tinnitus is in friendly, accepting, explorative, explorative way. Yes, of course. You can focus on the tinnitus as much or as little as you like, as long as you're choosing to do it in a way that makes you feel better. I've been sitting in that space with it every day or so to see if it had anything to say. Beautiful. Yes, you can talk to your tinnitus. You can give it a dialogue and you can check in with what's this tinnitus bringing to me? What am I learning? What's the gift in this? And it can be a while until we seek that wisdom and hear that wisdom. And at, I've had some private therapy clients who have taken a while to hear the wisdom in their body because they haven't yet been ready to hear it. So it's just the spiritual process of trust, trusting can involve a huge amount of patience and persistence and perseverance. So that brings us to the end of the questions. I'm so sorry we had to race through so quickly, but thank you to everyone who contributed questions. I think if you, it's important that you are very skeptical of any recommendations that anybody else gives you because if you go through a generic treatment, whether that be a physiotherapy, a medication or a psychology, you should really see resolution and recovery within six weeks. Six weeks is how long we expect tinnitus and dizziness to take to heal. For those of you who have had symptoms for longer than six weeks, stop listening to other people. Stop asking other people to solve your problems. Be very skeptical of anyone who says live with it or there's nothing you can do and invest in a process like Rocksteady where you learn how to trust yourself and you learn how to go into your inner wisdom and answer your own questions. I cannot 
tell you how important this is. If you want to heal, you have to back yourself and you have to trust yourself. You need resilience to handle the good days and the bad days. You need to find a way to feel more at peace in yourself, to stop running away from yourself and to stop living in fear. You cannot access joy if you are living in fear. You need to know what you want to feel rather than obsess over what you don't want to feel. It's so important that you learn how to cultivate joy and how to build those neural pathways that stimulate joy. It's a practice. Start with two seconds a day. You need to learn how to process unwanted feelings and traumas. If you need support with that, you might want to look at um, private therapy to complement Rocksteady. You must trust your body. You need to take back your control. You need to make your own choices and you need to stop blaming symptoms. It is not the symptom's fault and the symptoms are not holding back your life. That is complete misunderstanding. You can put the symptoms back into the background once you hone in on focusing what you want to feel. In order to heal, you genuinely need a physical, mental, emotional and spiritual whole process so you're not just looking at different fragments of yourself but you're actually engaged in the whole healing process if you would like to join live rock steady it's a comprehensive 12-week guided in-home therapy process the results speak for themselves over 35 percent of clients get total reduction of symptoms and the average person who participates sees a 72.6 percent reduction in their symptoms which is massive all clients who have reported back into me have said they're feeling happier, they're sleeping better, they're more relaxed, they feel more connected. I mean, the results are incredibly holistic. They're seeing reduction in pain, they're seeing more happiness in work, or they're going back to work if they have been unemployed. Lucy's just messaged in so many wise words, Joey, amazing work. Thank you so much. Can we release into this? I'm not sure if I'll be reposting this yet, but hold that thought. I will email you. Um, now, if you want to join Live Rock Steady, you're going to get an email with a $150 coupon, which will help make the process a little bit more affordable for you. For those of you who already own Rock Steady, you can buy just the group calls. It's $500, but with the coupon, it'll only be $350. And I encourage you to use that. Get the most out of your Rock Steady program and use the group momentum. For those of you who don't have Rock Steady yet, it's a $1,350 program, and so with the coupon, it will be $1,200. You'll get Q&A with me weekly. Share your insights and challenges. I can help you through your emotional blocks. You'll get peer support, momentum, inspiration, motivation, and, of course, healing. So if you're feeling that you want to go deeper, please get the Rocksteady process. It's there for you. I built it so you can heal on your, on your own terms, in your own pace. It's not about me healing you. It's about me educating you to learn how to heal yourself. So if anybody has any last questions, type them in the chat box and then we're going to wrap the call up. So you should get that coupon, that special coupon that's just for you guys on the call. That should come to you via email shortly. So any last questions? There's a lot of good nights. So that's people in the UK. Thank you, Joey. You're so helpful. Thank you, Karen, for showing up. Like, hooray to you. I celebrate you. Join the live calls, Karen, or reach out and do a personal retreat or private therapy with me. Thanks so much, Joey. Thanks for the great work. Off to bed. Good night. Good night. Good night. That's Nicole. It's a bunch of people in Europe. Thank you, Joey from Faith. Got to go to bed. Thank you. Great. So if you need to speak with me privately, book an initial consultation. If you want to share the journey of going through Rocksteady as a team, 
sign up now. We have limited places for the live program. It's already almost full, but I want as many of you as possible to be able to attend the live Rocksteady group starting in one week's time. Thank you. It was nice to listen. My pleasure. Now to, to get started with the program using the coupon, check your email and oh, someone's written thank you Joey on the screen. That's super clever. Thank you whoever did that. I'm sorry if I missed your question. <clears throat> I did my best to get through everybody's questions. Thank you so much. And Faith said, I like it that Joey said it's about a language. I feel like part of my hope to heal is that I've seen neuroplasticity at work with my ability to become fluent in Spanish. Muy bien. Me alegro. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, great. <clears throat> All right. Well, there's no last questions. Thank you, everyone, for being present. If you want to get in touch with me, go to seekingbalance.com.au, book an initial consultation. The $150 coupon is only available for the next 24 hours. So if you want to sign up and get that $150 saving, use it today. Try not to miss out. There's limited places. There's only so many people I can take in the live calls. As you can tell, it, <clears throat> it's a lot of people, a lot of questions. And so we want to keep it a nice petite group so that everybody can be heard. So I think I'm going to end the call there. Go to seekingbalance.com.au, join the Rocksteady program and you'll see us live in the weekly calls starting next week. I'm so excited to meet you all and to have you all on this journey together because this honestly is, I mean, it's the best. When you start to learn to love yourself and be kind to yourself, I can't tell you how rewarding it is. <clears throat> so I'm Joey Remini. I want to thank you for participating in this call. And I hope I will see most of you in the Live Rocksteady program at some point in time when that feels right for you. Because if you don't feel ready to heal, I'm telling you, you're not going to heal. Believe in yourself because nobody else will. You've got to believe in yourself. It starts from you. The changes happen by you, for you. And it's the most empowering process I have ever gone through. And that's the common message I'm seeing from my private clients as well. They feel completely empowered to get their choice back. Freedom independence, joy, calm, steadiness, and of course, inner peace. All the best and a bye for now.